Hello and welcome to another episode on Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy. I'm your host for today's show. A shorter match week this time round, as only eight fixtures were played over the weekend. Chelsea and Liverpool faced each other in the Carabao Cup final, where Klopp's kids were victorious in the end, Captain Virgil van Dijk scoring the winner. With Liverpool not playing in match week 26, what does that mean with regards to the title race? Well, let's begin with our review of the first game, and that's Arsenal versus Newcastle. And what a game it was. Uh, great performance from the Gunners yet again. They hit six past West Ham, five in the last fixture, and now four again against Newcastle. That's 15 goals scored in three games. Ridiculous. But Liverpool have still scored one goal more than them in the league. So just a fun fact there. But let's discuss the key moments of the game. The first goal came through an own goal. Gabriel head the ball towards the target. Great save by Carrius, but unfortunately, the ball rebounds off Botman and goes past the goal line. Havertz then makes it 2-0, but it was all Martinelli for me, who was fantastic during the game. He attacks the right-hand side, cuts back with a nice pass in the middle of the box, and Havertz converts it in style. The third goal, what a finish it was from Starboy Saka. Cuts in from the right wing, hits a low shot that goes through five to six players and into the corner on the fast post. Great execution from Arsenal's number seven there. And a likely goal scorer in Kua, who scores his first goal for Arsenal with a header from Declan Rice's corner. Newcastle get the consolation goal from a former Arsenal player in Willock, who scores a fantastic header. Great finish, to be honest. But credit goes to Arsenal, who were in Cincinnati form yet again. That's six wins in a row, and the title race is heating up. And this will definitely go to the wire, in my opinion. The next fixture, Bournemouth versus Man City, which ended 1-0 to, uh, to Man City. Sorry, I can't lie. I was expecting a bigger scoreline than this. And that's no disrespect to Bournemouth, but fair play to the Cherries, who, for me, have improved so much under Ariola and uh, gave a real fight against the champions. Kerkes almost opened a scoreline for Bournemouth with a fantastic long shot, tipped over the bar by Edison. But then moments later, Haaland has a shot on the left-hand side of the box, parried away by Neto. But Foden reacts first and slots the ball into the back of the net to take the lead for City. And City had plenty of chances in the game to extend their lead. The machine, Erling Haaland, was not on song whatsoever and hasn't been for a few games, to be fair. He was firing um, blanks, I should say, which is annoying for me as I made him captain in my FPL team and I'm sure a lot of you did as well. But in the 90th minute, I thought Bournemouth were going to equalise and take a point from the game. Great cross from Semenya on the right side. He picks out Unal, who guides the header towards goal, just misses the target, and his effort goes wide. So close from the Cherries, and I'm sure that was a sigh of relief for City and their fans, and this, they could have easily dropped points there in this fixture. But credit to City for hanging on and claiming three points they're still sitting in second place, one point away from Liverpool. The next fixture, Aston Villa versus Nottingham Forest, which ended 4-2. Back-to-back wins for Villa since the United defeat, and they're racking up the points in the table. The first goal, great play from Leon Bailey on the right wing, cheeking up Meg on Murillo to get past him, and then he squares it to Watkins, who hits the back of the net from close range. And that's Watkins' 14th goal of the season. Phenomenal form from the striker there. 
slightly off topic, but he has to be in the England squad for the Euros. But that's another conversation for another episode. Douglas Luiz makes it 2-0 as he finds himself in the middle of the box and smashes it low into the corner. Now, this may be an unpopular opinion from a Liverpool point of view. I actually think he should be one of Liverpool's main targets in the summer. He's a fantastic CDM, but has more to his game than just being a destroyer. He has a fantastic range of passing, great ability in set pieces, and like this game, he can find the net as well. Only 25 years old, just some food for thought there. I feel like he could be a fantastic player for the team. But back to this game, Douglas Luiz on the score sheet once again, and this time he scores a header from a free kick. Great finish from the midfielder. Niakete gets a goal for Nottingham Forest with a header from a corner, but then gives White equalizer with a lovely dinks finish. Game's on as it's 3-2, and Villa need to react as the momentum has shifted, and the next goal will be crucial for the outcome of the game. And it was Villa who take advantage. Mistake from uh, Omar Bamidele, who gives the ball away to Tillemans. He hits a through ball to Watkins. He tries to dink an effort, but it wasn't actually on goal. He manages to find uh, Leon Bailey in the middle of the box and he hits the back of the net in style. Villa are now fourth in the league, but are five points clear from Spurs, who have a game in hand. Next fixture, another team that's trying to challenge for the top four is Manchester United. They lost 2-1 to Fulham. Now, after winning four games in a row and a lot of noise coming from the United fan base to suggest that they're back in the hunt for top four, I thought it was premature to say the least and it seems to look that way as they drop points against Fulham at home. So let's discuss the key moments of the game. Iwobi was very close to opening the scoreline in the first half but his shot misses the target. Onana then makes a great save from Muniz's header. In form right back, Dalo almost gives United the lead with a fantastic shot from outside the box. Um, Fulham striker Muniz almost breaks the deadlock himself with a turn and shot that clips the post. I've mentioned quite a few times in recent shows, he looks a quality player to me, showing a lot of potential uh, for Fulham. Former United player Andres Pereira almost goes with a lovely curl shot, but Anona makes an unbelievable save. He certainly had his Weetabix that day, but it wasn't long before Fulham broke the deadlock as Bassi smashes the ball from a corner into the roof of the net. Harry Maguire misses a glorious chance with a header from a corner, but makes it up moments later as he finally gets the equaliser for United from close range. Poor goalkeeper from Lemmer, in my opinion. who should have caught the ball um, or should have tried to at least parry it away for a corner. But United's hearts were broken towards the latter minutes of the game. Wilson goes on a charging run on the right-hand side, lays it off to Iwobi, who cuts in and hits a low shot into the near post. Clever finish, and that eventually sealed the win for Fulham. That defeat puts United eight points away from the fourth spot. It's a huge task in my opinion, but there's a lot of games to be played. So let's see how things commence in the coming weeks. Now, in terms of other games, Crystal Palace went back to winning ways. They beat 3-0 uh, to Fulham. And yeah, the Eagles have that new manager bounce and blew Burnley away. Terrible start for the Clarets as Brownhill gets a straight red for filing Lerma. In the final third, right call as there was a goal-scoring opportunity uh, if Loma wasn't dragged down to the ground. Palace then opened the scoreline as Ayu whipped in a fantastic cross into the danger zone. 
Richards then applies a diving header to make a 1-0. Great finish from the American International. Palace's summer signing, Mateus Franca, makes an instant impact off the bench as he hits a great low cross into the six-yard box. IU scores from close range. Burnley concede a penalty as Franca is fouled by Vitinho in the box. Now, it's the first time I've actually seen Franca in action, and I'll be honest, he looks like a very exciting prospect. Now I can see why Crystal Palace signed him to replace Zaha, as there's similarities in their style of play. Mateta steps up for the penalty and hits the back of the net for Palace. That win pushes Palace up to 13th, and they're now eight points clear from the relegation zone. This is a huge win for the Eagles and a great start for their new manager, Oliver Klasner. The new manager was rocking Candle Goose jacket and a pair of TNs, so you know he's made to be the manager of a South London team. Next fixture, Brighton versus Everton, which ended 1-1. So points were shared at the IMX Stadium. Some good football played in the game. Ducure thought he gave Everton the lead, but Tariq Lamptey produced a sensational goal line clearance to avoid uh, Everton from scoring. But the Merseyside Blues managed to open the scoreline. Pickford with a long ball from his own half into the box. Brantwaite hits a lovely left footed strike into the corner. What a finish. And he looks like a player with huge potential. One for the future for sure. Gilmore gets sent off uh, with his tackle on Anana. Unfortunately, was on the ankle. Very bad tackle. And the sending off was correct, in my opinion. Dunk managed to rescue a point with a fantastic bullet header in stoppage time. A good win in the end for the Seagulls. And the next fixture, Wolves versus Sheffield United, which ended 1-0 to Wolves. Wolves managed to get the win over the Blaze, but it wasn't a walk in the park as Sheffield United showed some fight in this fixture. They produced a number of chances throughout the game, from Brewster and Mackety in particular, but they didn't have their shooting boots on, on unfortunately. But Sarabia ends up getting a winner for Wolves. Aitnuri hits a lovely right-footed cross from the left-hand side into the box. Sarabia manages to nod the ball into the corner. Unstoppable finish. And that win um, pushes Wolves up the table in eighth position, which is amazing. I'm sure most of us predicted that they would be in a relegation battle right now. So credit to Gary O'Neill and his team there. West Ham versus Brentford is the last fixture of match week 26. And what a result for the Hammers. And they're now back to winning ways after some poor results recently. And it was Jared Bowen who stole the show. The first goal, what a strike by Bowen. Apologies, something just happened to my connection here. Yeah, sorry. Something just happened to my connection. I couldn't see the screen. Um, Yes, as I was saying, the first goal, what a strike by Jared Bowen with the outside of his boot towards the near post. Great finish. The second goal, nice cross by Kofal to Bowen, um, who hits uh, his shot first time. Now, he's really blossoming in this central role, and I think it definitely suits his game. Morpé then makes it 2-1 for Brentford with a sliding finish, but then Bowen secures his hat-trick. Lovely play from Kudus onto the right wing. Hits a delicate cross into the six-yard box and heads the ball into the back of the net from close range. I mentioned Watkins being a player who must be in the squad for England earlier on. I share the same sentiment for Jared Bowen. A player that can play on the right wing with comfort and play in his striking role, I think he'd be a great impact sub for the England national team. But the goal of the game came from left-back Emerson, 
who smashed a shot into the top bins from outside the box. And Wissa gets a consolation goal towards the end to make it 4-2. And that's a wrap-up of Match Week 26. And uh, before we conclude the show, I will announce the FPL Manager of the Week. And that goes to Frankie Dominic. Um, and his team name is Frank Dam FC. And he managed to obtain 92 points. Well done, Frankie. You absolutely smashed it in your free hit. Uh, some great selection of players there. So let's have a look at our FPL top 10. And let's see if there's any changes to our table. So let me share the graphics with you guys. Here we go. So the first position, it hasn't changed. Ali Askar is still top of the table. Um, and he managed to gain 45 points. Uh, number two is Jordan Smith. And then number three is Vipa Mahan. So the top three remains as it is. Nana Osara, who was at top spot for quite a while, has moved up to fourth. And then you've got Anas Patla Abubakar, who was last week's FPL Manager of the Week. Um, his team is FPL Docker, so he's fifth. And you've got Hosef FC um, in sixth. Then you've got Sebastian Tunic or Papa Willock in seventh. And you've got Tayo Aziz, the undefeated goal in eighth. And then you have George Bessett. Uh, with Salt and Kepa. And a new entry, I believe, in number 10, Lebanese Saka. And his team is called Lebanese Saka Team. So that's the top team. That's the top 10, I should say, in the league. In terms of my performance, I ended up doing a free hit, similar to Frankie, but I made a schoolboy error. Well, at the time, I didn't think it was, but that's how it ended up being. I placed Douglas Luiz on the bench, who managed to get 15 points after his brace for Villa against Nottingham Forest and instead I started KDB who only played for six minutes and ended up with zero points because I believe he got a yellow card so to make it worse I also benched Everton's uh, Branthwaite um, who got nine points so in total <laughs> I missed out on 24 points and as you can imagine I was fuming but in terms of my total score in the end it was 52 points which not isn't very high if you compare it to the FPL managers like Frankie. Um, I've dropped to 49th in the league. But you know the saying, you win some, you lose some. Just ask a Chelsea fan. And that's the nature of the game. And that also concludes the show. So thank you for everyone for tuning in. If you haven't already, please don't forget to like, comment, share and subscribe to the channel. The next Premier League show will be next week. Um, confirmation of the date and time uh, will be announced very soon. So the best thing to do is hit that notification bell. And yes, you'll be notified once we will be going live. And if you're watching right now, I will be doing a match preview of Liverpool versus Southampton very, very shortly. So stick around, grab yourself a drink, and let's discuss the upcoming game in more detail. So as always, guys, take care, stay safe, and I hope to see you all very, very soon. Goodbye. <laughs>